0: I started this podcast, wow, coming up on five years ago, and the whole purpose was to have access to people who were doing really cool things, because I believe if you can get close to or listen or hear from entrepreneurs who are doing things, they're out there in the trenches, they're in the arena, and they're making things happen, you can't help it. You have to walk away with an idea, a theory, a little bit of inspiration, a nugget, something that's going to help you be better at what you do. I thought that this podcast would last about 50 episodes. It was my way to gain access to some really cool people who were doing interesting things. And yet, along the way, this podcast has become its become an integral part of my business. I make my living as a, as a keynote speaker, and I am fortunate. I know a lot of really interesting people who are doing really cool things. And I know one thing is true, and that is success leaves clues. So that's what I've done. I've created this show where I try to get successful people on Thursdays when I do the interviews uh, to share with us what they're doing that is so great. And the Tuesday shows are just me talking about things that I'm experiencing running my own business. If you've listened to the show for a long time, you know that I've been working for myself as a professional keynote speaker and master of ceremonies, doing some corporate training along the way as well for 10 years. I can't believe I walked away from corporate America more than a decade ago, and I've really never looked back. Yeah, there's been some really good times, and there's been some times where it was a little bit harder, but for me, I finally found a way to put my ladder against the right wall. It's a tough climb, but I spent a good 20 years of my life doing things that I thought I was supposed to do, maybe things other people wanted me to do. And along the way, I realized that that wasn't serving me at the best level. It wasn't fulfilling my soul. And this isn't just about money. I want to get up every day and and like what I do. I want to surround myself with the people that I choose to be around. And, And that wasn't happening for me in corporate America. So the last 10 years, that's what I've done. Five of those years, I have been right here on this podcast coming out to the audience. And the show keeps growing. We're in the top 200 career podcasts and One person said to me, well, 200, that's not a very big deal. Do you know how many podcasts there are? There are, God, I think over 700,000 podcasts, and half of them never get past episode 12 or 15. They just fade away. There's actually a term for it. They call it pod fade, because what happens is, is people lose that little spark of motivation. People want to start a podcast because they see other people who are just crushing it. They're making all this money. They have all these sponsors. They're doing all these things. And they think, oh, I want to do that. And after about seven weeks of trying to figure out how this weird podcast animal uh, works, they just let the whole concept fade away. Well, I'll tell you what, I've been doing this for a long time. This is episode 464. And somewhere around episode 300, I found my groove. And I've always felt it was going to be in this range of episode 500 when the show really gets found and discovered. And we're starting to see a little uptick of of listeners. So if you're a regular listener, thank you so much for being here along the journey with me. Please tell a friend. Uh, If you're a brand new listener, I hope that you really enjoy these episodes. Check out the Tuesday shows where it's just me talking for the 20 or 30 minutes of the podcast. But also check out these shows that are released on Thursdays. These shows, I try to get really smart people to share with, us, share with us the things that they have done to help get across the gap between potential and performance. Now, I've interviewed over 400 people on this show and several hundred others in a survey that I'm doing to find out how people really feel about their potential and what's holding them back, and the results the results have been fascinating. I actually speak to companies about this. I call it the paradox of potential. Because we get really excited about potential, especially when we hire someone new. We think, oh my gosh, Becky, she is so great. And then a year later, we're transitioning her out of the company. Well, how come? If she had so much potential, why didn't she work out? Well, it's quite simple. Potential doesn't equal results. So I was working with a company recently, and afterwards, a couple of their executives asked me to meet with some of their, I don't want to call them more troubled employees, but people who they were having little bit of an issue with about these people really showing up and being 100% in the game. And this was a company that needed their people to be there. And I had a really interesting conversation behind closed doors privately with one of these people. Now, he's given me permission to talk about this on my podcast. uh, So I'm not feeling like I'm breaking any rules. But he told me one of his biggest problems was business motivation. He just felt like he was stuck in a rut. He didn't feel like he wanted to be where he was. And and he liked when I had given the presentation to his team, he liked what I had talked about about my ladder being against the wrong wall. Now, I didn't invent that saying, but he had never heard it before. And it really resonated with him. And yet he loved the company he was at. And he wanted to know, was there any way he could make his current job the right wall to have his ladder? And so we spent, I don't know, 30 minutes talking about this whole idea behind business motivation and how to stay motivated or maybe how to get motivated if you were feeling like you were kind of in a rut. And I thought I would bring that to you today for this episode. And really what we came up with was seven things you have to do if you really want to embrace motivation in your job, in your career, whether you work for somebody else or you run the business. So I'm going to run through these seven tips and hopefully, one or two of them might resonate with you. If there's something that you really like, if there's something that is said during this and you think, yeah, that is, oh God, he's talking to me, speaking right to my soul, let me know. And uh, maybe we can dive a little deeper. I am always happy to jump on a call with anybody. We could jump onto Zoom or we could uh, exchange a couple of emails. And here's something else, and I haven't talked about this publicly, publicly yet. So if you're listening, now is the time. I have a group, it's been a private group for a couple of years, called the Potential Mastermind Project. And I started it as an online coaching group, and I ran it for a couple of years, and we ran several people through it, and every week we would do sort of an online coaching call talking about what do people want to achieve? Are they staying motivated? Are they accountable to the goals that they're trying to do? But like a lot of things, it sort of played itself out, and time ran out on the commitment from all the people who had signed up, and I sort of let the group go away. And recently, I had a conversation with a really cool woman named Connie who was looking to have a group like that, but the ones she found were very expensive. And I said, you know, I had a group that was reasonable, but I couldn't get people to join, I uh, didn't get enough bandwidth of people. And after I hung up the, the, the conversation with her, I thought, you know what? I'm a real big believer in giving. If you feel like you're in a rut, one of the things, and this isn't on my business motivation list, so maybe it's the eighth bonus tip, I believe that givers get – I'm actually doing a speech for a company this year about how when I was in a rut, actually going out and serving others helped me get out of the, out of that sort of hard time. And so one of the things I thought is, I'm gonna relaunch, because it already is there on Facebook, I'm gonna relaunch the private group, the Potential Mastermind Project, but I'm gonna open it up to anybody who wants to join, people who see me speak or people who listen to this podcast. But here's the caveat. You don't have to pay me anything. But if you're gonna sign up, you have to be committed to give it a try for several weeks. We're going to meet every other week on a Monday morning. Uh, we did the first one today. We had four or five people come. And by the way, uh, I'm sorry to the people on the West Coast. It is a seven in the morning time frame if you're on the West Coast of the United States uh, because Mondays at nine o'clock are a great time for me to host this call. So we're going to do it every other week. All you have to do is go to Facebook and find the potential mastermind project. It should be tied to my name in some format. Go ahead and sign up. And all I'm asking is that you'll come to these calls, and if you come, you'll participate. You'll talk about where you're trying to reach your potential, but you'll also jump in when you hear other people talk about what they're struggling with, and you'll share your ideas in a supportive way. And maybe you'll find ways to help other people reach their goals, and maybe someone will help you achieve whatever you're trying to do. So go check that out. I'd love to have you join. If you have any questions, go ahead and email me at tom at tomsinger.com. That's T-H-O-M at T-H-O-M-S-I-N-G-E-R com. So let's talk about the seven tips that I've got for staying motivated. Number one, we talk about it on this podcast a lot, and that is you have to set clear goals. Now, there are people who roll their eyes about goal setting. Uh, I've had people argue with me that, you know what? I've tried to set goals several times, but they make me sad when I don't meet them. Well, first of all, meeting the goal isn't necessarily the only part of why you set a goal. Having a goal helps push you down that lane farther. It's kind of like if you've ever taken a little kid bowling, you put up the bumpers that go in the gutters so that the ball can't just fall into the gutter and miss all the pins. Do you know what I'm talking about? Think about that, when you take a little kid bowling, they push the ball and it goes so slow and usually it goes about 10 feet down and goes clunk and that's the end of the game for them. But they invented these things where you can push a button and the the bumpers come up and that just keeps the ball bouncing from side to side and keeps moving it forward. Now, it doesn't mean that the little kid's going to get a strike, but for a three-year-old knocking down a single pin, that's cool, way better than being in the gutter. Well, the same thing is true about setting goals. You may not get a strike, but if you set a goal and it is to get to the 10th rung of the ladder and you get to the 8th rung, instead of being sad, you should be thrilled because otherwise you might have been stuck somewhere around level four or level five. So that's why having really clear goals is important. But... A goal can't just be vague. It's got to be really clear. You have to know what you're trying to accomplish. So years before I ever became a professional speaker, I set a goal that I wanted to make my entire living, and I wrote down a number that I wanted to earn, which was a little bit more than what I was making in corporate America. I didn't set the goal really high. I didn't make it impossible. I wanted to earn a decent living working as a motivational keynote speaker. I wanted to go to associations and companies. I wanted to go in to uh, team meetings and sales kickoffs. And I wanted to be the person that they brought in to get the team fired up. I had had that on my goal list for years and I had tried to do things. In 2009, that's when it all sort of fell into place. Now that doesn't mean that I was making the money right away, but within a couple of years I was. And now I've reformatted that goal. I'm trying to grow the business, but I know exactly what it looks like. When you have a goal that you know exactly what it looks like, it makes it so easy to answer the tough questions that come up along the way, and we all have decisions that we have to face in our careers constantly. But all you have to do when you're faced with a choice is ask yourself, does this take me closer to the goal or farther from the goal? Then you should know what to do pretty easily if you're clear about what you're trying to accomplish. I have a young friend who doesn't know what he wants to do in the world, and He may or may not be changing jobs. Well, that's awesome, except for the fact that it doesn't matter if he changes jobs or not because neither the change or staying put takes him closer to the goal because he has no idea what the goal is. Now flip that around. Somebody who knows exactly what they want to accomplish, when a new opportunity comes along, they're able to say yes or no very succinctly. So make sure that you're setting very clear goals. Number two, Number 2 if you want to stay motivated is make sure that you're keeping a realistic pace in the work that you're doing. So often what I see people do is they come out they have an idea they get so excited and they just go 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 and it's not realistic. The pace that they have eventually is going to burn out. And if they don't have they don't have success early on, they start to get discouraged because they're just going 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 and if they're not seeing anything It's worthy of celebrating. There's nothing that they can put in that column of wins. All of a sudden, they get out of bed, and they're like, I don't want to do it anymore. So you have to have a realistic pace. I see it so often with people. They let their career, they let their their momentum get ahead of their skis. They just are leaning way out there. And that's when they're due for a tumble. That's when they're due for like that huge wide world of sports opening level wipeout where they're just going to go down the mountain because they get out too far. They're not really paying attention. They're not keeping any balance. Now, I personally don't believe in work life balance. I don't believe you can be in perfect balance. While I am sitting here recording this podcast, I'm not working on my SEO. I'm not writing blog posts. I'm not taking my wife to dinner. I'm not in a conversation with my children. You cannot be in perfect balance because at any one time, whatever you're doing should be getting all of your attention at that exact moment. Now, over the long course of your day or your week over your year, there should be some sense of balance. But I don't believe that at any one time when you're doing things, you can be balanced. But in what you're doing, if you get out in front of yourself, if the momentum gets too hard, if it's not realistic, that's where you're gonna crash. So make sure that you're clear reverse engineer what it takes to get to that goal and bite it off into bite-sized pieces. My friend Dave has a saying that he didn't make up, but that he loves to quote. And that is, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. You can't eat the whole elephant. You gotta take it slow. Well, the same thing is true with whatever you're trying to accomplish. If you're looking to start a business, if you're looking to get a promotion, whatever it is, you've gotta make sure that you're taking those small and steady chunks along the way. And number three, if you want to keep the business motivation up, if you want to stay motivated, you absolutely have to remember the reason you're doing what you're doing. Now, some of that ties back to your goal, but it really goes more in line with sort of the oversaid and overstated statement of what's your why. You know, we all know Simon Sinek's famous book and his famous TED talk about knowing your why, but my friend Jerry O'Brien has taken it one step further. Jerry doesn't believe your why is enough cuz your why is about you. That's all me 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 me. Jerry says, it's what your what's your because? What's your because behind your why? What's the reason that faces out to the people who you serve? If you know the reason because why do you do something? I do this because blank. And if it's outward facing, that's going to help you stay focused. So often we get caught up doing the the little things. We get lost in the minutia. We're not doing the job of really remembering that purpose that we have behind us. It's not just about ourselves, but about the people we serve. Number four. Number four is something I think is so important, and that is surround yourself with really cool people. That's why I started Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. I wanted access to really inspiring people who were doing really cool things all the time. I wanted to be able to have conversations with people who were really doers. They were movers and they were shakers, but they were getting things done. And that's what I've really enjoyed about hosting this podcast and having done so many interviews over the last five years. But it's not just hosting a podcast or listening to podcasts. Surround yourself with people in real life You know, we live in a world where we're getting more and more sucked into this digital and social world, but humans are social characters. We need each other. We need to be face to face. So make sure that you belong to something in your community where you're getting out there, whether it's a faith community or a business group or an exercise club, make sure you belong to something where you're interacting with real people because this will, it will keep you, it'll keep you grounded. It'll keep you connected to sort of the human society a little bit more than just scanning Facebook or LinkedIn. And the other thing is, if you're around the right people who are doing great things, you can't help it. You're going to get inspired. That's what I find about the people like in my mastermind group. I'm part of a mastermind group with three other speakers, and we get together once a year. We rent a house, and we all move into the house. But every other month, we get on a Zoom call. And we turn on the video and we sit and we look each other in the eye and we talk about what's the best thing that happened in the last two months in your business? What's the worst thing that happened? And what can the rest of us give you? And usually what we really need from the other people, we just need them to tell their good things. Give us your good news because their good news inspires me. But you can't do that by just reading someone's Facebook page. You have to make sure that you're really connecting with other people. That is so vital. So before I get to the last three tips, numbers five, six, and seven of how to stay motivated in business, I have to thank the sponsor of this episode. So this episode is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. They set you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance to ensure that you're going to sound amazing. Podfly does all the heavy lifting and the technical work so that you can focus on creating great content and growing your audience. Hey, if you want to start a podcast, and I know, I know that some of you do because that's some of the correspondence I hear from people who listen. Tell me why you think your podcast is a good thing for your business. Talk to me about how it helps you get business. People want to know. They're, they're asking questions. They're thinking about it. They're, they're kicking the tires. We'll jump right in. Go over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the special offer that they have for the listeners of this show. So number five on my list of ways to keep your motivation levels high, number five, you've heard it before if you're a regular listener to the show, I sell t-shirts that say this on the shirts, it's try new things. Three years ago when I turned 50, I decided I wasn't going to live the way I'd lived before. I've discovered something about myself in recent years and that is I tended to only say yes to things that I had some level of confidence that I was going to be good at it. I didn't jump into areas that maybe I could fail, but if we don't try new things and if we only stick to what we know, there's no way that we're going to grow. I think one of the smartest things that you can do in your career, heck in your life is to say yes to opportunities. There are a whole bunch of speakers out there and writers who, who teach people how to say no. And I think that's great because you can't say yes to everything. But the problem is, is that, some people take it seriously and start saying no to everything. Oh, I have to protect my time. My time is so important. And then they wonder why they have no opportunities. Well, they've protected themselves into a corner. I say, if you're going to go one way or the other, say yes. Be the person who finds reasons to do projects. Find, be the person who says yes to go to that party or to go do something with your friends or to start that new business or whatever or to collaborate with someone. Find ways to say yes. I've done it in my career and my personal life, and it has entirely changed my life in the last three years. Now, my life's not perfect. I still struggle with things in my business and my personal life, but I will tell you what, I am less grouchy. I am less worried. I realize that just because something didn't work out doesn't mean something else won't be a total home run. And I've learned this because I've said yes to things. And the thing for me personally that has had the biggest impact is a year ago I said yes to trying stand-up comedy. Now, if you listen to the show, I talk about this a lot because it's having a real impact on me as a person and it's having an impact on me as a professional speaker. Now, that doesn't mean that as a speaker, I'm getting up and doing stand-up because I'm not. That's not what clients hire a business speaker to do. However, I am. uh, My timing is better when I'm on stage. I am much more playful with audiences. And in the areas of my speeches where I've always used humor – I'm getting bigger reactions from the audience because I've learned how to not step on the laugh. I've learned how to let the laugh take on a life of its own. But here's the other thing. It's also making me a better person. I've had a couple of incidences where I've been out of my comfort zone and I am the odd person out. I have learned so much more about how do you fit in and, and what do you do if you don't fit in? I've learned a lot about privilege and bias mainly because in the world of comics, I'm on the outside of it. Started out, I wasn't that good. I didn't know what I was doing, and a lot of people wouldn't talk to me. Now, it's weird, because in the business world, when I would go to an event, people would always talk to me. Here, I was the outsider. And I've learned that that's okay, and I've learned how to deal with it, but it's also made me a ton more empathetic to other people in a lot of settings. And I think it's making me a better human. But I never would have gotten there if I hadn't tried it. Now, this didn't happen from a single open mic night that I went to. I decided I was going to do it for two years. I was going to do an open mic night every week until I had done 100 open mic nights. And I've now done 55 of them. And in fact, this Friday, uh, it'll be the 7th of June. I don't know when you'll listen to this podcast. Uh, If you live in Austin, Texas, I'm going to be one of the featured comics. Only 10 minutes. I'm probably the first or second person in a show of five or six comics. But I am going to be featured in a show at the Spokesman Bar, which is on St. Elmo. And I'll tell you what, a year ago, there's no way... Not only wasn't I any good, but there's no way anybody would have put me in a comedy show because the people who produce and promote these shows, they want to make sure that you're going to get their audience to laugh because they want people to come back. Uh, The guys who run this business that is the show called Rough Cut Comedy, you know, he wasn't going to put me in until I was ready. And so it took me a long time. Another thing I learned by doing 55 open mic nights is that if you want to get better at something – You got to roll up your sleeves and jump right in. So, I think one of the most important things that you can do is just be willing to try it. Now, I talk to people about this all the time, and they're like, oh, your stand up comedy thing, I'd love to do it, but I would never do it. I think those are the people who should do it. What is it that you would never do that maybe you should try new things? You can jump over to trynewthings.shop and buy a shirt that says that right now. And that way, when you put on the shirt, you'll be reminded, hey, I should try new things. Cracks me up when I, I wear that shirt a lot when I travel and I wear it through the airport and people will stop me and go, I love your shirt. So think about that. Why do they do that? Because they understand that trying new things is the way we grow, the way we expand. So number six on way to stay motivated, get your business motivation mojo back. Number six, read a book, listen to a podcast or attend a seminar. Now, you're already doing that right now because you're listening to this podcast. So you're, you're already on the right track, but I'll tell you what, reading an article or a book, I used to do this every morning. I've kind of fallen away from it because I listen to so many more podcasts, but recently I've started going to my bookshelf and every morning I just scan the books on my bookshelf. I have four shelves on my bookshelf of books that are written by people who I know personally, or at least that I've met more than just like sitting in an audience when they gave a speech, people who would know who I am if we saw each other in an airport. And I leaf through that book and I look for inspiration. I'll tell you what, it's so cool to look to inspiration from really smart thought leaders. So look to a book, look to a podcast, read an article, whatever it takes, or go to a seminar and listen to a speaker because you can't, you can't avoid but getting some sort of inspiration if you go in with an open mind and want to listen to what they have to say. And number seven, number seven is the last one on my list. We'll wrap up the podcast for today with this. And that is number seven is celebrate the small wins. I'll tell you a secret. I suck at this. I set a big goal for my long term of what I want to accomplish. And I don't celebrate it when something good happens along the way because it's so small. I can remember when I set the goal that I wanted to be a full-time speaker. I should have celebrated every time I got a speech, whether it was paid or not, because that was leading me in that direction. What I've learned now over 10 years later is that every time I give a speech, that's how I market the business. Almost all of my business comes from somebody who has seen me speak or listened to this podcast, or they're once removed from somebody in that world, and they recommend me to an association who's having an annual conference, or to a company who is having a sales kickoff, a team meeting, or a customer meeting. That's almost 95% of all of my work comes from people who've seen me speak or listened to this podcast, or once removed from those people. So think about that for a minute. I should have been celebrating every speech I got. I should be celebrating every podcast episode. In fact, episode 464, it's a celebration because somebody could be listening right now that's gonna take me closer to that big goal that I'm chasing because I'm putting myself out there. I'm out there doing the things that I have to do to market myself. Celebrate those things. Don't wait for the giant victories before you feel good. Every time the ball goes down the field just a little bit, That's a reason to celebrate. I don't think people do that enough. I think that that's something when I talk to people, they're waiting for the whole project to be over before they're going to feel comfortable, before there's going to be a smile on their face. My recommendation is if you want to stay motivated, celebrate every little win that you get. So what do you think about business motivation? Do you think it's important? Has there been a time in your life when your business motivation sucked and just fell apart? Is it better when you have motivation, when you get out of bed and can't wait to get to work? I'd love to hear from you. Go ahead and reach out to me, Tom at TomSinger.com, or leave a comment uh, on any of my social media places about what you thought about episode 464. And I'm going to challenge you. Go out there and get your motivation. Do it through having goals. Do it through working at a realistic pace. Do it through remembering why you do things, what's your because, what's your motivation, the reason you go to work. Then have cool people in your life who can inspire you and be there for you. Try new things. Every day look for something new that you can tweak because if you're doing the same thing over and over, you're going to get the same results. So you got to try new things. And then look to people who do podcasts or write books. Look to them for inspiration or speakers on a stage or who come into your company. Get Everything you can get from that inspiration from other people. And then finally, celebrate the little victories. Hey, I hope you've liked this episode. We're going to be back in a couple of days with an interview with somebody really, really cool. In fact, the next episode, the next episode, it should be our Austin Technology Council special monthly episode. Once a month, on the first Thursday of every month, I do an episode that is in partnership with the Austin Technology Council. And we interview some of the coolest entrepreneurs in the world of tech and the service providers who serve them because the ATC is one of the greatest organizations in Central Texas, and let's face it, Austin is one of the greatest places for tech. So you always wanna check out the first Thursday of the month here on Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do because those are awesome, extra special, co-produced with the Austin Technology Council episodes. And that's the one we've got coming up right after this one. So check back in a couple of days. In the meantime, go out there and do cool things. And while you're at it, have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at at @TomSinger.